had was the money. He it had was, no friends, no people, no nothing, just the money. It was in the, it was in the newspaper that he left at Mr. Potter's desk, and then yeah. Mr. Potter still got the eight thousand dollars. Right, but yeah. we never actually find out, you know, what happens to to Mr. Potter, or if they ever, you know, we no. know that. You know, there are going to be people that are going to send money to to get the bank squared away, and that's a good thing. But you have to really, you have to wonder about people's response to Lionel Barrymore. Because here's a guy that played between Scrooge and Mr. Potter, probably the two most hated characters, uh, I mean, it'll, well, Scrooge in the beginning, but Mr. Potter completely, in Western movies and literature in the 1930s, 40s and 40s. And he did it so well. Well, when we talked with Carolyn Grimes, we talked a little bit about the end of the movie, and she said that there were actually several endings. Uh-huh. And one of them involved, well, to make sure I'm on track here, one of them involved Mr. Potter being seen looking at all of the friends in, in some form or right. fashion, was able to see all of George Bailey's friends gathering around him and bringing the, whatever money they had, whether it was coins or dollars, uh, to make sure that he had enough money to pay off the debt. And, of course, Mr. Potter had the $8,000 or however much it was. Um, yeah, it had three different versions of the of, of the Yeah, uh, and yeah. there were three different endings, and this is the one that they chose. And Carolyn said they chose it because it had such a positive message and such a positive feeling about right. it yes and they they didn't they chose not to have the negative intrude on that and because I mean, it sounds it, reasonable it i mean because jim violated hollywood's code of ethics the bad guys always got caught the bad guy always got punished and that didn't happen that's right well you know you have to you have to wonder i mean here's mr potter who is called you know a warped old man or whatever mm-hmm. you know and is is so so angry about that that you know that that he will you know do what he does in, because of because he's so mad at, at at George Bailey and you know i mean it's really it's really incredible when you think about it you know how how really you know i mean no he does not give that he he does not uh, uh, appear well for all bankers, mm-hmm. and actually, and like I was saying, if you really think about it, the sensibility about the greed of bankers, especially after the last few years, you know, that movie is is really the sensibility is today's, you know, and uh, you know, with with the uh, especially let's say the the Occupy people or whoever. Would very much agree with the, with the greed of bankers as as seen in that movie. And I mean, but it was an interesting juxtaposition, though, because George essentially was in the banking industry as well. Right. So we had Potter, the evil person, and George, the the essence of good and right. good motivation. Right. And he won out in the end. So it it was you know there was a juxtaposition, and one was on one side of the fence, and one was on the other, and the the good guy won. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, also, you know, if you remember the scene in the in the bar, right after, uh, right after George has decided he doesn't want to, you know, he, is not he doesn't want to live anymore. Yeah. 
and you have the the, uh, the criminals, the, the people that sounded kind of like Sheldon Leonard. You know, the, the bartender. He's not Sheldon Leonard, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's that kind of. Yes, he was. Was it Sheldon Leonard? Yeah, okay. he was. That's then. That's why he sounded so much like it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it every time. <laughs> because, because I mean, it's such a, such a. It be, it's like it becomes such a criminous place all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like all of the goodness with with George not even being born. It's like all the goodness disappeared from it. It wasn't there. Yeah, he, he had such an incredible influence on the town and that little bar. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't, there the influence wasn't there either. I don't think anybody had you know really ever mentioned what a you know what a different place even that bar be, is because because George is not there. Oh gosh, that was that was one of the outstanding I mean, points. That's, yeah, as that's he was just, moving uh, along, I mean, he got socked in the face and he socked somebody yeah. else. I mean, he was just so uh, out of yeah. character when he was in that bar. And you're right, the element in the bar was like you just shouldn't do something, and he got socked in the face for doing it. You know? Yes. So, well, but it was a good movie. Yeah, I agree. It really it is, was, and you know, but like I said, we forget how really dark it is. But you know. Uh, you know, like I said, if you go back and watch that movie, I mean, it, it very much is the sensibility of today with the problems that we're having and the, sure it is. you know, sure. where we are. Anyway, um, well, I hope you get some more calls and uh, uh, you guys are continuing to do good work. So We do good. Huh? We do good. So you do very good. We do good. Well, thank you, I just I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're glad out there. You guys are continuing. And By the way, Walden, when is the other the other stream going on online? Do you, is it on? Well, yeah. the answer is on. Uh, underscore Bill and I are working on the format right now. Uh, the the uh, the two hour block system will start January the seventh. Okay. Um, now, so, how how did you get straight with him as to how to? To tune into that second stream, we are. Uh, uh, we I think I just go Bill and I'll, I'll try to figure a way to get make it sh- clearly defined, separated. Because uh, because the the uh, th- the uh, three sixty five that that is the one that I have to go up to on the on the YUSA website. Mm-hmm. The the three sixty five one is easy to is really easy to start and everything. Mm-hmm. Is the other one up on the website too? If you go under uh, other options, uh huh, yes. If you click on other options, it's right there. Okay, I'll I'll check on that. Yeah. So that I can come up with a uh, a radio RAV uh, uh, program for that for when you guys start your new. Because uh, I heard Bill talking about that on Saturday, how it's going to be different, and either John or Larry, I can't remember because. Bill was confused as to which it was, and I'm always confused as to which one of them I'm talking to. <laughs> well, they are identical twins, and it would be hard for blind, blind people to figure that one out. They really, but I mean, they, you know. Yeah. They sound a lot alike, you're right. But one of them was talking to Bill on, on Saturday about how he's going to be, you know, change, he's going to be basically, um, you know, not doing much, well, at least with the other, with the second stream, right? Basically, the way it's going to work out, that John Gray and I are going to be the uh, Bob and Ray of Yesterday USA. We will, um, we will sort of be the one updating this, the stream, 
and make an announcement, and then all our live, in, all our tape interviews that we do, like Larry and I tape, we can go on there and record and play them live at the time, and it's going to also feature replay of the live shows. Yeah. So, so what? So on Friday, Patricia could be heard all day long, even though she's already. Well, it. for the world, those poor people! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> and I mean, really, think about it. And the fine you, ice. You know, you all put up with us on Saturday. We're going to have to think of it since 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 Bob and Ray and Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Bob and Bob and Ray. Yep. What we need really is a Tinkers to Everest to Chance yeah, routine for you guys, and we need to th- we need to come up with a Three Stooges now. <laughs> <laughs> but but the Friday I'm night so show. I'm not in there. The Friday night show can be replayed on uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, Bill and Mike shows are gonna be replayed on Monday and Tuesday. You will hear the weekend shows replayed during the week. Um, you'll hear us put in new interviews in there. Um, and so it'll have a strong Yesterday USA flavor. Yeah, yeah. And that's the game plan at the moment. Okay, yeah. You I'll just Holly Ballou. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who gets to be Wally Baloo in this? Uh, Chad. Huh? Well, I asked Chad to be Wally Baloo. He does a good... Oh, no, 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 no. You said you're the Bob and Ray guys. I'm asking which one is going to be Wally Baloo. Wally was the reporter. I know. Underscore Bill claims we are the Bob and Ray, so he has to figure this one out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, that'll give him some... All right. ...between now and New Year's. The BRB Ranch, the Bob Ray Bob. And, and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to check and see if I can come up with uh, a, uh, so that I can, we'll be able to set a stream up too. But, uh, yeah, and we'll get, Patricia and I are going to ask to finalize the top five lists in the next week or so. That way we can get this up on the uh, Red Network. That, needs, that will be heard starting in January. And who knows, Patricia might have to host her own show, the, the, Patricia, the awful show hosted by Patricia. You never know. Well, um... I'll be there, Patricia. I'll get say, All right, Patricia, tell well, me yeah, what you've got the buttons. I, I know. I can't do this without the buttons. I know. I know. But we have, we might have to pre-record some of those little intros. Yeah. That's an that. interesting, um... Yeah. That's, yeah, an interesting thing. I think, I think the, I think the awful show is going to make the top five. I think poor Bill going to be shot. Big tech is going to say, I never heard of the awful show before, and I say, well, it's a brand new old-time radio format. Bill. Special collection, yeah. yes. <laughs> Special collection. Now, are, well, are are John and Larry going to get are going to get um, mixers? So, that, well, they have the mixers, but are they going to have the boards to to do the to um, like you've got to to do the show from their from their uh, houses or what? Well, they both have done it last Sunday without me yesterday. So the answer is yes. And one big tech sent this board to me. The first part, he'll he'll be working on uh, one for John and Larry too. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I mean, I don't want to be blamed for everything. <laughs> A good reason. It can be arranged. <laughs> okay. It can be arranged. I know. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go, but uh, I we have. Okay, Kurt. There's exciting things coming up in the future, and I'm really glad that you two are involved with it. Well, thank you, thank you. You take care of yourself. Merry Christmas, and maybe we'll oh, talk to you I'll tomorrow talk night. To you guys later, and thanks again. Right. Yeah, I'm real. I'm I'm really happy about it. Terrific. Well, your re- your responsibility is to report back and I let will. me know if this thing is as hot as I, I think most it certainly is. Certainly will. I will let you know. 
I, I would thanks. And, and let you know, because I, I think that's, you know, it's like somebody today was talking on the radio about a sardine can that had all these huge number of things in it for if, when there was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. one of the other hosts said, well, what if you open up the can and it says, you know, ha-ha, there's nothing in here. <laughs> <laughs> because it was supposed to have everything from acetaminophen to a razor blade to, you know, all these other things that were supposed to be in, in there uh-huh. in, in case of disaster. And, of course, you actually wouldn't know until the disaster happened and you actually opened it. What was it? what was actually in there. Sure, if sure. This is not something you could check and make sure the medicine cabinet is full time yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, so, that's cute. Anyway, that's I, cute. I will talk to you guys later, and like I said, hopefully you'll get some more calls. We will. Okay, okay Kurt, thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. My uncle was talking today. He, after the 2005 hurricane, he went ahead and bought one of those uh, generators that heat the whole bit, that runs the whole house. Sure. And... Sure. I didn't realize. I think he, he got a good deal for fifty four hundred dollars for a generator. Well, depending on how big they are, they can really run high. He said normally to go fifteen thousand. The ones that he picked up, but uh. What the heck is he heating? Or cooling? Or cooking? Uh, for, how big is the house? It's fifty gallons of gasoline. Yeah, but I mean, how how? Never mind. <laughs> Anyway, 714-545-2071. We're here in about, if we don't call, we're going to play a radio show. And way, stuff like that there. That way I can okay, go slack. Well, I have one more thing about It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, my dear. The only reason I knew Sheldon Leonard was the bartender was because that's part of my little doodad trivia tidbit thing here. It was actor and producer, Sheldon Leonard, and he was an actor in this, mm-hmm. said in an interview that the only reason he agreed to play Nick the bartender in this film was so he could have money enough to buy Dodger baseball tickets. <laughs> now, I think that's a man after your own heart. That's amazing. Isn't that fun? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Did these people not think it was going to be a hit? Well, you know, I mean, it was a sleeper, and of course it, it, it bombed at the box office, Russia, and it's turned Russia, into a classic. Remember, you, 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 in your investigating, reporting style, digging up the dirt, you found out Killing Grime never saw the movie until, until about 45, 50, 35 years later. 1981. Yeah. How, how much? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, he wasn't expecting well, it to be a classic. I can, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. It, there's, there's just a whole different thing that comes into play here, and I, I can understand mm-hmm. why she. I wouldn't have watched it either. Ha ha. Now, after if after it became this multi giant classic thing mm-hmm. that you're able to make a living off of, would you think mm-hmm. you might have watched it by then? No. Yeah. Okay. I, if I had to watch it, it would only be for content, not uh-huh. for. No, I, I wouldn't. No, I mean, it, it goes back to childhood, and I could tell that she had some discomfort about not only her performance, but discomfort about not measuring up as a child or feeling that she hadn't measured up as a child and, and just didn't want to see herself mm-hmm. in any kind of a role. So. I can dig it. I can dig it. I understand that. But I've got two more pieces of information. All right. All right. Posters. 
It's a Wonderful Life poster. Now, there's a, a six-sheet movie poster. I have seen this phrase, four-sheet, six-sheet, eight-sheet. I have seen that phrase and didn't understand that it didn't mean six posters. These were six pieces that were sent in pieces and put together at the movie theater to form this very large poster. They had no paper that was 81 inches by 81 inches, so they sent it in six different frames that were assembled at the theater. So this is an original vintage theater, and the auction houses, you know, the, the people and places that are accustomed to dealing with such fragile items, they use linen backing. They stabilize it with linen backing. They put this thing together. They stabilize it with linen backing so that when it rolls up, and especially for shipping, there's no damage anywhere. Got it. So we've got this six-sheet movie poster that measures 81 by 81. That's a lot of feet. What is that? Seven feet? Um, six feet? Six feet is 72. Seven so, times 12 is 84 inches, so this is uh, six feet, nine inches. Six feet, nine inches. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I was close. You were really close. I was close, <laughs> especially <laughs> for somebody whose math brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, it was sold in uh, December 2007 for $21,359.27. Your math brain worked there. And where the 27 cents came in, I do not know. What did you just say, please? Your math brain worked then. Well, I wrote I read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I cheated. I, I could read it. So, okay, and there was a second one, a poster, 24 by, uh, I'm sorry, 27 by 41. Mm -hmm. And according to this, it is a stunning example preserved on linen in fine to very fine condition. I mean, that's the auction house doing the description. You really have to go up and touch these things and look at them with your own eyes. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, you, you pop that kind of money if you don't look at it in person. I, I think it probably isn't the neatest thing in the world unless you've got pocket change that equals $21,000. However, 27 by 41 inches, which is sizable mm -hmm. but not huge, mm -hmm. $6,572.50. That could buy a that could buy Patricia Wong dinner. That would buy us our room in Hawaii when That's we go true. to visit Ron. I won't have to sleep in the kennel. That's true. I think our airline ticket should be covered for that too. You think? I think. And also, I think. and also yeah, spending that, money. And sure. We well, I don't know how much does it cost round trip. Oh, I think, I think I think yeah, have. I think you would be a thousand. I think mine would be four hundred. So they're fourteen hundred bucks. Is she two four hundred to get to Hawaii? Fourteen hundred, I would say. So round trip. Oh, Fourteen hundred. I thought you said four hundred. What? What part are you walking? <laughs> well, my part would probably be about four hundred. Yeah. Four hundred from to California get there? to Hawaii. I would say so. If I if we fought oh. in advance, yeah. Oh my. Now I, I think uh, I now I see here uh, two hotel rooms. Let's see, at the Holiday Inn, that's going to probably be $250 a person per night, minimum. So, there's, 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 there's the money. We have to get back, too. Well, I think a round trip will be okay. 1400 round trip. Let's see here. You're kidding. No. I, 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 can't, 
I can't go to California and back for a thousand dollars now. Well, if, oh, if, we, if we bought in advance, it depends, you know, if we, if we, yeah. if we, you know. Well, we have time to plan. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Next week the family, fine. you know, remember, <laughs> family needs to put us up. You know, they need an advance notice. That way they get yeah. a, that way they know to cook our, our meals ahead of time. That way they have yeah. their uh, least, recipes, you know. At least 24 hours ahead. Yeah. 35. Jesus. So probably $3,500 in hotel bills. Now, food. Boy, you're pricey. I mean, I am so easy to please. Have you ever looked how much it costs to stay in Hawaii? Ain't cheap. I mean, you're talking 250 bucks. All I need. I know, but that's probably a cheap room in Hawaii. 250 is a cheap room. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you keep talking. I'm going to go look. Well, you know, when, um, we, when we, we stayed in Hawaii Oahu, twice... Right? I'm, I'm looking for Oahu, is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. When we stayed in Hawaii twice, um, my family, we stayed on, with my Uncle Jim, and we stayed on the mil- military base, and so we got to stay at the uh, um, officer quarters, and that was $35 a night. You couldn't beat that, you know, up there, down there, mobile room setup for $35 a night in Hawaii. You couldn't beat that. Mm-hmm. But uh, my uncle's not an active military guy, so we, I know we can't get ca- that kind of deal. So I think I think we're going to be stuck uh, running hotel rooms. All we have to do with Brian Hager did is he he had to time sh- he had sort of like a timeshare with the cottage. Maybe we can tell Brian to pay our pay our hotel room or the condo setup. Alright, well, here, here. Yeah. Um, this, this is the condo setup. This is good. He can, he can help us with that. Mm-hmm. Alright, now, I, I want you, this is the perfect example of an oxymoron. Okay. In the same sentence, it has cheap hotels, <laughs> Oahu Island. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Let's see what cheap hotels mm-hmm. in Oahu. We're probably sleeping in a tree. <laughs> Let me see. Oahu. Let's pretend. Uh-huh. All right. One room. All right. So I'm am go- going to say when are we going to arrive? Just just for the heck of it, I'll say. Okay. Well, wait, wait, okay. Yeah. All right. Wait. Well. Oh, this, okay. This is good. So we're arriving on the 29th, yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. and we'll check out on a week. So January. Uh, we'll get out the fifth. Fifth uh-huh. or the fourth, I guess. We we get out the fourth. Yeah. Okay. And we have one room, Proposal. two rooms. Yeah, two rooms. Well, one, well, two rooms. Two rooms. I should get two. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get book for one. Well, I'm just searching now. So we want two rooms. Okay. For one adult each. Well, yeah. you can't see. I'm okay. Okay, well... <laughs> if I snore, I don't want you, know, you... I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't... If I snore... Oh, do you? Mom says so. Oh, dear. So I don't want you... All right. Yeah. You know. 16 additional hotels are not available in your travel... Um, oh, on your travel dates. Well, you know, I mean, that really was a, a crummy time. Yeah. So in prime season, it's 292 a night on one of them, downtown Honolulu. <laughs> mm, let me choose a different date here. Okay. All right. So now let's let's go for... Doi dee doi doi doi. Um, no, we don't want that. We want. Um, 
remember Ralph's daughter is, is living in Hawaii. Maybe she'll put us up. All right, so let, let's go for June 1st. Okay. How's that? And we'll get out on the 6th? Sure. All right. June for all. We, we get out on the 7th. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see now. Okay. Search. <laughs> um, it says it's searching and searching. <gasps> Look at this. Boy, they're not kidding. Look at Key Beachside Hotel for $99 a night. Hey. Pagoda Hotel. I mean, these always look so great in pictures when uh-huh. you, you get in there and they forgot to clean for seven <laughs> weeks, you know. <laughs> Where's the housekeeping department? Well, it's, it's down near the vending machines. Uh-huh. Um, oh, well, we've got a 2.9 out of 5 on that one. Uh-huh. 3.5. Well, it's not too bad. 3.6 for $99. 2.8, 3.4, 2.9. And 11 additional hotels that don't want us. Well, you know, it tells you you can get a good deal if you're not doing the tourist deal. And not the tourist yeah, season. if you're not there in tourist season, you're, you're really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have bargain shopped and um, wound up with a free room because I raised such a stink. <laughs> 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 it was dreadful. <laughs> it was so bad. I wanted to shake my clothes before I got out the door. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, was, really, the housekeeping department took a vacation. 2012 was a year that Patricia will never forget. Oh, my goodness. From that all, was a honey of a year. All the it? travel she did and all the, and all all the, the trouble I got into. into. Oh, my goodness. All in the same, oh, my goodness. All in the same state. All in the same state. Oh. You were right. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine what's going to happen when you turn me loose in the rest of the country? I don't know. won't be the same. It will not. Mm-mm. It will never be the same. Patricia. The state of Florida will never be the same. Guys, what are you? Patricia had a paw, a wounded paw. She had, I had a broken paw. You had to get a new baby. Car. Oh, my poor baby. Yeah. I, felt, I was thinking about her today. What oh, a yeah. wonderful little car that was. i squash that one. Oh, got taken to the cleaners on this one. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It's a nice car. I know, but it's not my baby. It's not your baby, <laughs> and you're paying, no. and you and you and you're still burping it every month by feeding it with a check. So, I know. <laughs> oh man, and the other one was paid for. Oof. This is not fun, Walden. No, it's been a crazy. I need a keeper. It's been a crazy year for Patricia. Yes, it has. From beginning but to end. I mean, listen, I'm on the other side. You know. I know. And it's okay. Gee, I did. I even had a couple of surgeries in there. I know. I know. From, know. from, from the beginning to end. Three, it was, three it was, of them. It was a big. It was a big it's, year. Gee whiz, no wonder I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I know. I know. Oh, no, my goodness. I, I am so exhausted. I know. Normally, normally a holiday season, Patricia have wound down, but she's still trying to recoup from all the and, stuff. And stuff like that there. She'll never be the same. <laughs> okay, who who was talking with us last week about the different names for Santa Claus? I think I, I would think I was Edwin. Edwin. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I've got a list. In England, he's known as Father Christmas. Mm-hmm. In France, 
Père Noël, yeah. or Father Christmas also. Germany, Christkind, which is, the, the, the interpretation is angelic messenger from Jesus. No kidding. And, yeah, and she is a beautiful, fair-haired girl with a shining crown of candles, and she's ah. the one who visits with gifts. Okay. In Holland, let me see, i got to straighten out my display here. Hold on. Do that go away. Do that. Okay, all right. In Holland, it is St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. In Italy, it is La Bassana. Okay. <laughs> a kindly old witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a kindly old witch goes, and there's a story be- behind that. I didn't write down the story, mm-hmm. but it had to do with the witch being approached. I, I mean, it's, a, you know, mythical and yeah. fable, but the three wise men approached the witch on their way to visit the baby Jesus and invited her to go. And she said, no, I can't go. I'm too busy. And they said, fine. And from then on, she was a witch on a broomstick. Mm -hmm. But she is a kindly witch and she's trying to redeem herself. So she goes around and does nice things Mm -hmm. for kids on Christmas. Mm -hmm. How do we come up with these things? I don't know. Okay. And in Spain and in South America, it's the three kings who deliver presents to the children. How about that? Amazing. I know. Just amazing. Fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you want more? Sure. 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 Or should we play a radio show and come back for a few few more minutes? What do you like to do? Yeah, we could do that because I got other stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if nobody calls us, we just might go. We just might call it early tonight at it's five. Like, at five, because we're going to be on so much this week. Somebody better call. I know. Um, let me give you one more. In two thousand four, mm-hmm. plus the Germans, they gave away twenty million scented stickers. These are not stamps; they're just stickers, and they did it for free. Twenty million of these things. To make Christmas cards smell like fir trees, cinnamon, gingerbread, or a honey wax candle. Now that would have increased. Well, it was a lovely gesture. I wonder how many extra pieces of mail they they got people to buy. They just it probably just showed up in the mailbox. I mean, twenty million scented. If I had, if I had a hundred scented stickers. And I only had 80 cards to send out. Mm-hmm. I'd find another 20 people just <laughs> to stick these things on. And I'll bet an awful lot of other people thought the same way. Mm-hmm. True. True. Okay. So you want to play a show then? Uh-huh. And, and we'll come back after the show? Yep. Let's do that. Are you okay Which with that? You, sure. Which one do you want to do? You want the Fibber show? Oh, why don't we do the Grinch? <gasps> the Grinch? Yes, let's do the Grinch now. Oh, I love the Grinch. Yes. This is with Boris Karloff. Yes. And you helped me figure out, you didn't help me figure it out, you knew that this was the soundtrack for the TV for show. The, mm-hmm. For the uh, animation, the animated mm-hmm. Grinch from 1966. Right. Boris Karloff was the narrator. And he did such a wonderful job. Oh, the emotions and the, the emphasis. And, oh, I just want to hug that man. Put him on my list. He and John Daner and Elliot Lewis, the three of them are going to have to duke it out for me. 
You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be popular. Yeah. So I would like to sit down for an hour with Boris Karloff. Really uh, neat guy. So anyway, this is the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It is the soundtrack from the 1966 animated version of the Grinch. And I love it. I love that. <laughs> so you have to call me back then, right? I will. Okay, I'll turn it on iTunes and I'll hang up. All right. We'll be back. Okay. Bye. There she goes. Now, here we go. in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Oh, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown and the war-lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a holly who wreath. Trim up the tree with Christmas stuff, like bingo balls and hoo-hoo fluff. Trim up the town with goo-hoo guns and bears of pinks and wands. Trim every blessed window and trim every blessed door. Hang up hoo-hoo-hoo picks, then run out and get some more. Hang pantookas on the ceilings, pile pantookas on the floor. Trim every blessed needle on the blessed Christmas tree. Christmas comes tomorrow. Trim you, trim me. Trim up your pets with fuzz of fuzz and with her blues and buzz of buzz. Trim up your uncle and your aunt with yards of Trim every house in Whoville from the cellar to the roof. Hang up a pile of dafflers and three mouse snappers through. Hang dang donglers on the path of trim the occupant with fluke. To every home in Whoville and to every blessed Whoville, Christmas comes tomorrow. Trim me, trim you. Trim up the tree with Christmas stuff like bingo balls and hoop hoop up. Trim up the town with goo goo gums and beer. 
Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do. The Grinch laughed in his throat. I'll make a quick Santa Claus hat to the coat. And he chuckled and clucked. What a great Grinchy trick. With this coat and this hat, I'll look just like St. Nick. All I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the Grinch? Ha! The Grinch simply said, If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he took his dog Max, and he took some black thread, and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he whistled for Max. Then the Grinch said, Get up! And the sleigh started down toward the homes where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town. were dark. No one knew he was there. All the who's were all dreaming sweet dreams without care. When he came to the first little house on the square. This is stop number one. The old Grinchy Claws hissed as he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it then, so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once, for a minute or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue where the little who stockings hung all in a row. These stockings he grinched are the first things to go. He slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room, and he took every present. Popguns, pamponas, pantukas and drums, checkerboards, bistlebinks, popcorn and plums. And he stuffed them in bags, then the crinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimbley. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. 
I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. Then he slunk to the icebox. He took the Who's Feast. He took the Who Pudding. He took the Roast Beast. He cleaned out the icebox as quick as a flash. Why, that Grinch even took the last can of Who-Hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree. As the Grinch took the tree, as he started to shove, he, he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou, who, who was no more than two. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But you know, that old Grinch was so smart and so slick, he thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Santa Claus lied, there's a light on this tree that that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here. And his fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head and he got her a drink and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who was in bed with her cup, he crept to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Then he went up the chimney himself, the old liar, and the last thing he took was the log for their fire. On their walls he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And the one speck of food that he left in the house... Christmas, everybody, and it's 128 here on the West Coast. We'll get Patricia back with her prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for all the blessings of being this Christmas day. Thank you for seeing your, the Christ title down to uh, to be the Savior of the world. Bless the family, bless the listeners, bless the friends of the station. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, let's go get Patricia. And Merry Christmas to all, and to all we say hello, Patricia. 
And to all a hello night. Hi, Walden. Hi, that was Patricia. So I love the Grinch. Make you smile. Yes, his heart was two sizes too small. But his heart grew three times that day. When he realized it's Christmas might be more. More than what? I remember something when he realized Christmas might be more than what he thought. His heart grew three times that day. Oh, it is more. Yeah. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. That's right. Yeah. I do love that. And I love the way Boris Karloff did that. I would not have chosen him. Mm -mm. Erase that. If I were looking to cast the narrator, mm -hmm. I don't think, well, what do I know? I never cast it. Well, it just seems if, to be an unlikely person for that kind of a narration, but that's a prejudice on my part because we've seen him in so many monster movies and classic movies. I know, movies. but he did a he did a children's radio show reading children's stories to kids. That's right, he did. Mm -hmm. Huh. So I guess the question is. Patricia is the casting director. She has this project. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm in charge. You're huh? in charge. Who is it? You. Who? Do you know what you're doing? I know. I know. It's dangerous. Okay. But I, I have faith. All right. Who would you have chosen to do this role? Hmm, I think. For that narration? Uh-huh. That now, particular one. Now, maybe that might be uh, something you put away in the old Patricia bank, of sweep, sweep on it, and tell me Christmas night. Well, I could do that. Mm -hmm. However, after having heard Boris Karloff, I can't. I can't get a different voice in my head for that. Yeah, he, he he made it his own for Patricia, right? You couldn't see anybody else do it now. I No way. But no way. There she, is nobody who could have done it but the she, way he did. If she didn't think about that, who would you have originally cast it? Mm -hmm. Well, I think John Daner. Mm-hmm. Patricia going to he her... He had such a wide range of yeah. ability with his voice, and he had that that rich timber in his voice that would have been perfect. So I would have him as a second. Boy, Carlos, though, played that very, very tenderly. Oh, he did, you know, and I mean, he really felt sorry for the Grinch mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. And he had little Cindy Lou Who? Who? -hoo. Good old Dr. Seuss. So... He came up with some fabulous stuff for kids. What yes. the good doctor. So I, would have, yeah. I would have considered John Daner. However, mm -hmm. in 1966 and for television, I don't know, was he doing animation at the time? Voiceover? I know he did voiceover. He mm -hmm. did everything. Yeah. Yep. So he would have been a candidate for this. He, he would, would have. He would have been outside uh -huh. the realm of... That would have been very logical. Testing. Yeah. Would Paul uh -huh. Feige worked? Um... Paul Freese would have worked because he could do anything with right. his voice, except he had already died in 66, didn't he? No, he would still have when another uh, 83, 84. No, oh gosh, I thought he died much earlier no. than that. No, Oh, so he would have been available. Mm -hmm. 
what was he doing in 1966? He was tied up at Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm. And working for Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about Rocky and Bullwinkle. And then, of course, you had William Conrad available. No. But I don't think he had the softness. No, William Conrad's voice and I never became fast friends. Uh-uh. Just, just no. I think I would have appreciated Gunsmoke more. And this is heretical because so many people <laughs> say he is. I understand that. Please don't send letters to Bill. <laughs> and, and, and don't yell at me and, and don't call Walden. <laughs> please. My Patricia please, has please. a tendency to turn the old-time radio community up on her ears sometimes. Okay, here's another one. Yeah, well, All right, family. I think... Hold your breath. I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I could have listened to Gunsmoke Radio, uh-huh. if someone other than William Conrad were in that mm, role. Okay. However... Gabby Hayes? Gabby Hayes, maybe? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this is really great. He dressed her... I don't think so. Uh, the the however, however, oh dear, see, you got me all rattled here. The however in all of this is that the shows that I have listened to, once I got into them, it was really well done, and yeah. he was very good in that role. I've just never warmed up to his voice in general. I know so, another one. I know another one. You would have crossed off yours. Um. Which one of my dozen? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? I, I don't think you would have cast Frank Lovejoy for this role either. Oh, Mother McCree. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my goodness, no. And he, and Mike Candy has said so many times, mm-hmm. oh, what a voice. He had the yeah, perfect voice. voice. And, you know, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I really don't think so. You know, I don't. I don't, I can't. No, I have a hard time. I'll, that's my kindness. I have a hard time with uh-huh. Frank Lovejoy's voice. Uh-huh. Like, it gives me goose pittles. <laughs> and it makes shivers down the side. Uh. And it makes my hair hurt. <laughs> it does, it does. And I just want to put my fingers in my ears. Our, fam- if, if our family don't know. Patricia had very delicate ears. And her, she had very delicate inner system thing. And, and little, just delicate, right. and a voice, if it might be just a little off, poor thing, just had to bite her nails. So we had to watch out oh, for this. Bite my nails. I, I just, I, you know, I kind of claw the cam, and I, it's just. But Frank Lovejoy is not up on the list. No. I would take William Conrad in a heartbeat over. Um, Frank Lovejoy, mm. and he was a fine actor. Yeah, no doubt about that. And clearly, many people mm-hmm. are really enamored with his voice. Mm-hmm. My Candy is one of them. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, I just can't get my can't get my brain around mm-hmm. his voice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, should we call Santa? So, one more time? Uh, oh, call Santa one more let's time. Call I hope Santa they're still because, there. Yeah, they, they're going to be up until the top of the hour, so let's give them one, one more shot. I'm good. Okay. Okay. And this is good. This should be good. good. Oop. 
Hopefully I'm not calling Patricia's brother number here, but let's see here. My brother's number? Well, Colorado oh, Springs. Colorado, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, can, he can see the academy yeah. across. Yeah. Across from him. We can just ask him if he, if he says Santa. He'll say. You see Santa, Yes, this is Warren Hughes and Patricia with the Yesterday USA Radio Network, and we'd like to see where Santa is at the moment. Santa is in Los Angeles, California. Oh, he's right oh, in my backyard. right over right. Walden's house. Right. He is out in California. So you and guys, are where, you, where you, is he going next? Where's the next stop? Next stop is Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh my gosh, I forgot that Las Vegas is way out there. And then where does he go? Um, we don't track that far out yet in case he has to make a detour due to weather. Okay. But um, we have about a minute and 43 seconds before he's in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. He's really traveling tonight. Who are we talking with, please? My name is David. Hi, David. Are you one of the volunteers on the phones tonight? I am, yes. Wow. Oh, gosh, that is so nice of you to do that and to rip some time out of your Christmas to make a lot of kids very happy. You've had a lot of calls tonight? We have. Right now it's slowed down about the past 30, 40 minutes. Maybe all the kids Everybody went to went bed. To bed? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, we all have to get ready for Santa. So well, you, that is so cool. So you got another twenty more. Vegas. You got another twenty more minutes, right? Before you guys are, you got before you guys decide. Make sure Santa made all the stops, right? Correct. Yes. So you you are folding up shop at five o'clock Eastern time, and but Santa will have. Yes. Does he go to? Hawaii, or do you leave him when he's on his way to Hawaii? I guess Hawaii on his way. Why is his last stop? Yeah, up. And, yeah. and he would be on his way after you um, you close down. Well, this is just so cool. I'm just so happy that you folks are out there and making so many people happy, including us. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You are, you are live on the internet radio station tonight. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Merry Christmas, David. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye. 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 Yeah, still sound pretty busy over there. And, yeah, and, you said the phones have quieted down. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring. <laughs> <laughs> they are really going over there. And, with, and they pick up so fast. Oh, I know. Wow. And so, everybody, if you, you got 20 more minutes, you can go to the NORAD site. NORAD, that's N-O-R-A-D, Santa.org. It's the official website. And... Good for them. Give them and some. we can track Santa. They said they were they were fielding emails. Kids are I know. emailing them looking for information. I thought that was so great. It looked like they even, if I looked on it, they were up to text messaging and everything else. I mean, I guess Santa oh, keeps up to date. I guess Santa, Santa must have his own cell phone, his own iPhone on his trip nowadays, I, I guess. Think, I think Santa has a lot of GPS units up there, too. <laughs> Dear me, dear me. That poor man, he really has to make fast rounds. So, oh. Um, we, we missed him when he was going over Florida. I know. What happened? Well, we said we were late. I guess we were. We're going to have to track him earlier. We're going to track him earlier this next year. Well, we I, weren't allowed on. We weren't allowed on the show until late. I guess so. But see, I thought he would be coming from South America into 
east of the east coast, but maybe, what do I know? Yeah, I, I think he probably made a zigzag. It looks when like it. If, he, if New York it, to Chicago to, you know. Yeah, if you if he's in L.A., then he's going to go to Vegas. Did you yeah. notice? And they have the time. He'll be in Vegas in a, in a minute forty three seconds. So they must have the thing. They must have a moving map thing. And and I, the, I I wonder how they actually did it, the corporate. They probably. You know yeah. You know what? What. I think they're pulling our leg. They just don't want us to get out there and shoot him down. <laughs> this is a great risk these days, you know. So, but that's nice. Las Vegas. I think it's a great story how this hell got started. I think it was, what, 1957, 58, some little kids got the phone number mixed up and eventually calling the department store to talk to Santa and he got to the no ad and some, the guy on duty caught on, so he, he told her, don't worry, Santa coming, and the commander of the, uh, of the, uh, base heard about it, so he ordered all his people who were answering phone calls that night to update them on Santa, and that started the whole thing back in the 1950s. Way to go. You yeah. know, those military people, gosh darn it, look, at, we've got Toys for Tots, started with yep. a Marine and his wife, yep. and we've got NORAD started... Oh, my goodness. This is so cool. Good for the so, military. Good for the no, military. All right. Now, here, I've got a question for you. Yes, my dear. And I know you get silly at this time of the night. Oh, that so never happened. I, I, am a, I am the most serious person you know in the whole wide world. I'm, but I'm banking on it. Yes. You know? Yeah. All right. I'm, I want to bankroll. When Santa goes to Las Vegas, mm -hmm. does he hit the strip? And if yes, what does he leave there? Um, hmm. Well, I think he does hit the strips. And depending on what the uh, the patrons of the place decide to ask for, he'll 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 leave them little goodies. Probably probably one hundred dollar bills would be my guess. We're in the wrong place, Walden. Oh, I know. Whoa. I, yeah, I would say one hundred dollar bills. Or, oh, cool. or, 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 would he have one of them, you know, Vegas is known as, uh, as uh, you know, sports capital, maybe leave some all miniature TV sets, that way they can watch their favorite team, and again, of course, Las Vegas is known, I think, at the, the city with the most churches, so maybe he's leaving diamond rings for all the up-and-coming engagements or something, who knows? My mind was in baser areas. I know, I know. I've been, I've been uplifting about this. It's oh, oh, oh. Okay, we are elevating the caliber of the show. Yes. <clears throat> or at least my thinking. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I. You know, there's over fifty different hotels in Vegas. I'm thinking of the family places where, where uh -huh. Santa might visit. Uh huh. Of course, yeah. you remember, okay. remember, remember the, the the song. Uh, when you good, when you good or nice, which is, you better watch out, you better not, better you better not cry. I'm telling. You better watch out. You better not shout. You better not. No. You better, you better not, not cry. I'm telling you. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town. He, he knows when you are sleeping. He knows when, when you're, you're awake. awake. He knows when you've been good or bad. bad. So be good for goodness' sake. 
How am I doing? You're doing good. He got a list and he's checking it twice, going to find uh-huh. out who's I'm naughty or nice. Naughty and nice. The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I think Santa does have. I think Santa does have a pre-record, a pre-record zip. Let's. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. He's got the elves spying on us. Well, they're busy. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Santa... Like Santa Claus wasn't called a communist for spying on us. Yeah, he did wear a red suit, didn't he? He wore, That's right. Yeah. He wore a red suit on top of it, and he was so blatant about it. He was so open about this, his redness. Yeah. What a lunatic world we lived in. Yeah. And lived. We every, don't do. Every... We still do. We still live in a lunatic world. I was just going to say, every era, every culture, every society, Mm -hmm. every generation, we've got our own nutty hoods. Mm -hmm. Nutty hood! Nutty hoods. Mm. Nutty hoods. All right, let me see what else we got here. Fixing broken toys. I told you about the happy time sweeper with the dustpan and broom and mop and how excited your little girl is going to be to be able to clean house with mommy. It's, it's 13 uh, before 5. You better call in before before Santa leaves in 13 minutes. So you better put, in your, right. you better put in your request. That way Santa knows what you want. That's right. You better call us too. Yeah. Um, just marking, we got Winky Blinky Fire Truck. We did that one. Good. Winky Blinky Fire Truck. Clang, clang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. 1946, and I told you about names. Mm-hmm. And I've got some stuff from 1946. George Bush, George W. Bush was born in 1946. Ah. Jimmy Buffett. Ah, Jimmy Buffett was born on December 25th. He was a Christmas baby in 1946. Mm-hmm. And in 1946, Donald Trump was born, Sally Field. Wow. I've got their stuff, too. Hello there, you're on there. Oh, armchair cowboy. There she is. Hey, Hello, Paul. armchair cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys just about to sign off? We are getting close. But you you made it in time, Paul. Okay. Well, I've been listening. Uh-huh. I don't have much energy left. I'm going to have to go to sleep after I end up um, talking with you guys <laughs> so I could make it to um, breakfast tomorrow. What are we having for breakfast? Oh, gosh. I don't know, but it's going to be all good. I'm sure there's going to be homemade biscuits and scrambled eggs and um, probably be muffins. Holy cow. uh, Orange juice and coffee. Uh, Sausage and bacon, yes. They're going to have to carry you out in a... Cowboy, they're going to have to carry you out in a (laughs) U-Haul. Well, I don't overeat anymore. I remember when I was young, you know, being miserable at, after Thanksgiving dinner for some time. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't do that anymore. There's, there's more leftovers. You know, well, I guess um, that's okay. It goes goes further. Well, I have a surprise for you. What's that? I needed one call before 5 a.m., and you gave it to me. So that means you have won a three-CD set 
It's a new set of Thomas Kincaid Christmas. It's in a Christmas box. And he has got some of the really neatest Christmas music in the whole wide world. It's all instrumental. And uh, you will get that. Awesome. Really awesome. I think I, I really like him. I've got a couple of his CDs, and it's really good. So that's what you've got. Congratulations. You are our third prize winner for tonight. Well, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> well, I'm so, I'm so happy you called in. Yeah, if you hadn't me called, too. you wouldn't um, have gotten it. I was hoping that maybe was going to be the case. <laughs> if you guys were wrapping it up, I thought, well, I better stop eating what I'm eating right now and um, call in. Well, you were smart. Well, you did. You you timed it just perfectly. I needed a call before 5 o'clock. It's our end-of-night gift, and uh, I'm just so happy I'll be able to send it to you. Well, me too. Me too. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a night owl, actually, for the... Um, for 13 years now, um, ever since becoming stressed out of losing my ability to provide and not even knowing what was wrong with me, too, um, oh boy. I couldn't sleep and I couldn't sleep, and eventually I ended up stopped fighting it, and that's what I've been doing now for 13 years is sleeping in the day and awake at night. Well, fit with well, us, because we're night, Patricia and I are night owls, too. So we're, we're night people. Normally, we're on, on Saturday nights, so these are extra nights for us, and we do all night on Saturday nights, so we'll we'll be fine. We're right in tune with you. <laughs> yeah, so I guess so you'll hear from me occasionally. Oh, you better. Well, I certainly hope so. Just make sure I have an address where I can send your goodies and your shows, I'll and I'll get that. them out to you. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day tomorrow, and um, you too. Y if you save any leftovers for us, we'll be very happy. All right. <laughs> okay. Appreciate that. Thank you, Cowboy. Is it okay <laughs> if I just call you Cowboy? Pardon me? Is it okay if I just call you Cowboy, or do you prefer Armchair Cowboy? Yeah, you may as well say Armchair Cowboy, because that's kind of uh, where I'm at. You know, well, I'm, gr I'm grounded. Okay, okay, um, that's what we'll call you then. Okay. Merry Christmas. All right, thank you very much. You, you have guys a good... Too. Take care. Uh, it's our pleasure. I'm so glad that you're with us. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. Good night. You. Same here. God bless. All right. We got we got our third prize winner. And we now. have our third winner. I thought I was going to have to carry it over for I tomorrow. I was thinking, too. I thought there were good possibilities, but... Yeah, but I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm sure we found the game here, and he had a hunch, so he put. He, he, and he he, he played it, and it was good. It was it good. Was good. He's uh, a cowboy gambler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do have prizes. Mm -hmm. we, we do have prizes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, everybody. So yes, we do. Now you have an idea of how we might play the game, but we might change the rules. Yes. 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 I've I've already got the times logged onto the. The ones for all four days. Okay. You know, today was the first. Yes. And the other three days, I've already got the times written next to them. Mm. So we will be watching for um, for the time to come up and the calls to come in. Person who calls the closest to the time I designated for each gift will get it. Perfect. I know. Christmas comes but once a year. But here on this show... We like to point it all we year round. We spread the cheer. Yeah. 
We do. Yeah, we do. We do. All year long. All year long. Okay. So would would you like something extra, or do you want to say goodnight, or do you want to have birthdays, or do you want to have stuff like that there? Adorable. Whatever you want to do, I'm good. I want to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I woke up tired, and I woke up at 3.30 this morning all day yeah. long until... Until about what I got close to showtime, and I've been awake ever since. It's so strange how my body works. Well, you know, you say hello, and hello, Patricia, and I say hello, Walden, and it's like, electric, I'm fine, I'm yeah. all awake now. <laughs> no matter, I mean, really, no matter how dragging I am during the day, you say hello, and we're two or three minutes into this, and it's like, I'm here. Yep. I'm here. Oh I'm boy, good. I'm here. I'm good. Hello. Yeah. I am here. <laughs> I was going to ask you. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Now you said you were up at three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. This is a serious question because two times in the last week and a half, I have fallen asleep in the evening. Yeah. Had no idea where I was in terms of the clock when I woke up. And one time it was like four o'clock in the morning. Right. So I didn't know whether I should get up or stay down. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. Walden, when you wake up, how do you know what day it is and where, where it is in terms of the time of the day? Uh, I, 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 I'm I different than you. I tell you, I wear a watch. So that helps. Which I don't do, yeah. Yeah, so like, I was tired last night. We decided to go to bed early Sunday. And mm-hmm. so I went to bed before 9 o'clock. It was 3.30. Okay. And then I just decided to stay in bed and get stuff done. Like, you know, my Bible study. Just different things. Go look at emails. Good, just do different things. So I didn't flop out of bed until after 7.30. And I walked in and it was before 8 o'clock. And what did the family say? Oh, we already had breakfast. At 8 o'clock in the morning? I what know. is wrong with these people? <laughs> so my mom. Oh, gosh. What mama, I said that to you. But mama went ahead and fed oh, me dear. anyway. But, you know. Yeah, I, I thought I'd be on time. Five minutes before 8. Yeah, but you knew where you were, and you knew what time yep. it was, and when you looked at 8 o'clock, you knew it was in the morning and not at night. Yep, And but I've had that situation, though, when I have fallen asleep and woke up totally disoriented and not realize what time of the day and, and totally missed the boat. I've had that happen to me. Well, I, I feel better because, mm-hmm. boy, I was, I, you know, I, I woke up this morning. Last night was one of the times I fell asleep, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I mean, you know I'm not a nap person. If no. I go down, I'm down. Yep, yep. <laughs> just, I just yep. stay there. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep. I'm, I was reading a book. I never lie down and read a book, and I shouldn't anyway. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep. I don't think I got two pages finished. And when I woke up, the telly was on. Mm-hmm. It was dark. Mm-hmm. I had no idea if I had slept all the way through the to day. tonight. Yep. Or it, I just had no idea. I had... I had to open the computer and see what day it was. That's embarrassing, you know? No. I didn't even know what day it was. No. At least you were smart enough to figure out how, how to go figure it out. What am I going to do if a computer ever goes down on me? Again? You're going ca- to call your sister, probably. Hey! Oh, oh my God. I'm going to have to get a watch. That's either, all there is. Either your sister or me. I think we would be two of the trusty sources. You might say, what day it is? I mean, at least you know we wouldn't laugh at you. At least you know I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, well, 
I, I wouldn't laugh with you at that moment because I, I, I mean, really, it really is disconcerting. And I suppose even if I had a watch, I'd look at it and it would say four o'clock, and I wouldn't know if it was morning or night. Well, you probably would pick one of those types of watches that had the date plus the time, all that stuff. Well, you know, one of those digital display things. That, I, yeah, that yeah, would probably. be wise. Except I, I do such a such damage to watches. You know, for for several years, I would buy what I called disposable watches. Yep. I'd go to Kmart and yep. pick up one for ten or fifteen dollars. Yep. When I killed it, then I'd go get another one. Makes sense. So, I don't know. Well, maybe, it's just, maybe now that, that we've got yeah. Now that we've got so little daylight, that's what's making the big difference mm-hmm. for me. I have no 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 gauge. When I wake up in the morning, I know about what time it is based on the amount of light I'm looking at. Good thing you're not living. Good thing you're not living in the Alaska. I know. I know. My gosh. Oh, they're they're in there. Well, let's see what what happens in Alaska. I mean, this is just unreal what these people deal with. 24 hours of darkness to 24 hours of sunlight, that would be a little disconcerting to the body, probably. I mean, they they go down to, what, 21 hours of night? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's see here. We'll get sunrise and sunset from my my trusty, dusty weather. So I'm supposed to look for Fairbanks. That's about as close to North Pole, is that correct? Yep, on our North Pole scale. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Banks. Mm, getting slow. Patricia and I will be uh, back on Christmas night. Um, please just stand by to your local station here in Yesterday USA. I mean, I would not be surprised that I'll get a call sometime during the day. Hey, would you might come on and tell me at 10.30? We'll schedule to come on at midnight. But, you know, just keep an ear out. Never fear. We'll be here. I just don't know when, that's all. But we're scheduled for midnight, it might be sooner. Same oh, they're doing better, they're up to four hours of daylight. Woo! Alright, Fairbanks, zero. It is just plain zero tonight, mm. which is a whole lot better than when the mayor of North Pole was with us two years ago. Wasn't he good? It was, it was minus... 40 or something like that. Minus 36, I think he said, and that was in the daytime. Uh, and right now, their their sunrise is 11:58 in the morning, right? And it sets at 2:43 in the afternoon. Well, we we shall be able to have uh, have have a daylight by lunch. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, really, how do these people go to work? How do they survive in this? And they thrive. Have, I mean, this is where they choose to live, yeah. and they love it. They must have a big flashlight. And it says, today's, for, today's forecast will be warmer than yesterday. They must have a big flashlight. I would have thought that they probably have tunnels going from building to building. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in a government complex where they might have a courthouse. Yep. And then the regular government offices. I would think that the most efficient... Oh, it's minus one now. <laughs> the the most efficient way to do that and to keep heat from leaking out all the time is to have connector tunnels, little walk, sure. covered walkways, sure. you know, enclosed walkways, sure. I guess is the best way to put it. Sure. So, I don't know. Well, it's going to be warmer tomorrow. It's only going to be minus two. And on Tuesday night, it will be minus 17. 
However, on Wednesday, all right, well, they got it set up a little squirrely. It, at first, it looked like minus 41, but <laughs> it's minus 4 mm. uh, will be Wednesday. So they're pretty consistent across the board. But my goodness, when he was with us the last time, yikers. I mean, yikers. It, it was, was like cold. 40 below at night. Cold. Cold stuff. So anyway, Fairbanks, Alaska right now is simply one degree below zero, which I think is illegal. I know. I checked my law book. It is illegal Patricia's, to have a temperature. Patricia's, hmm? not, Patricia's not moving there today. I can guarantee that. She might not even ever visit there. <laughs> Their idea of warm is anything above 32. I mean, really, in the summertime, you know, the pictures of this, of Alaska in general in the summertime, like at the foothills of the mountains where the prairie flowers right. come in. And the wildflowers are all over there. It is absolutely melt your heart beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I think that's three days after <laughs> 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 the other 362, you're shoveling snow or breaking ice. And they have the ice carving contest up at the North Pole. Yep. And they don't have to worry about any of that. And things don't melt no. until June. No, they, so they probably they, don't they have a permanent, and, and they probably don't have a drought problem either. They don't have a what problem? Drought. Oh, probably not. No. Nah. Probably not. Although, what do I know? Yeah. Yep. I don't know nothing. Okay. Well, I'm about ready to toss in the towel. Okay. I oh, we've, we've got all your questions. I'm going to have to save your questions for tomorrow. Oh, that's good. We can do that. I better ask just one. Okay. You, you want to ask one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, let me see. Okay. Can we do your baseball question? Sure. Okay. All right. This is good. And then I'll find another one. Okay. In 1946. See, I got something from 1946. I wonder why. Yep. Four major league teams refused to raise the price of their standard tickets. Can you name three of those teams? Wow. Well, considering there were only 16 teams in the, in the major leagues at that time. Um, Cincinnati? Yes, that was one. St. Louis? Nope. Um, You're not going to do a president on me here and start from the top and work your way down, are Ch you? Chicago White Sox? No. I would have thought that they would be part of it. But they weren't. Philadelphia? Philadelphia Athletics, yes. Okay. That was one of them. Connie Mack and his gang. Uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers? No, it was the Detroit Tigers and the Phillies. Ah, very good. They refused to raise their standard ticket fare while the rest of the league upped their costs to... Two fifty for boxes, a dollar twenty-five for general admission, and sixty cents for outfield bleachers. Wow! That's what they increased them to. Wow! I'm, I'm, all right now. You have to help me here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. When I went back, I tried to find ticket prices for 1946 in general. Yeah. But the earliest I could find was 1957, and these are average ticket prices. Um. 
when they say that this is the way it's written, very poorly written mm-hmm. sen- uh, sentence, the leagues, um, while well, the rest of the league upped their costs considerably with 250 for boxes. And I'm not sure the way that reads if it if they upped it to 250 or they increased the price by 250. I cannot imagine that they increased it by 250 because in 1957 the average ticket price was three dollars and fifteen cents for the Yankees. Mm. For the Giants it was three fifteen. For the Red Sox it was two seventy five. Okay. So it must have been increased to two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, that's probably with the new standard. Because yeah. yeah, 11 years earlier, yeah. and a dollar twenty-five for general admission. Can you imagine that? A dollar twenty-five and sixty cents for the outfield bleachers. <laughs> well, and I realized that in nineteen forty-six dollars, that was it. It, it carried a, a much greater percentage of your weekly income, but still sixty cents when you were paying two dollars and ninety-eight cents for a dumb dog that clapped his hands. You know. <laughs> Well, it's true. You know, I mean, Pluto is a very nice dog, but gee, Willikers, you wind him up and he shakes his paws, and that's it. So, isn't America a wonderful place where all you need to do is create a dumb dog to shake his hand to make do so for three dollars? Three dollars, and, and you make a fortune. Sure, <laughs> sure. Walt Disney loved it. Oh, look at Pluto, shake it, shake it, jingle, jingle, and that's all he did. The only thing that had to work was the wind-up. <laughs> Pretty cool, you know? Uh, oh, well. So that was my baseball question for tonight. Good stuff. I did good. You did good. You I did good. Are we ready to go to bed? We are now ready to go to bed. I've All got right. your baseball question marked. I have to come up with a new question for tomorrow, and we are going to be back tomorrow night. We're not quite sure what time, but at least... By midnight minimum. Yep. Absolutely. Patricia. Good night, everybody. Good night, Walden. Good night. Patricia and I want to wish everybody a wonderful Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Walden. Good night. Merry Christmas, Patricia. Good night. Bye. We love you all very, very much. Stay tuned for regular program. It's time to the masquerade. Just make your mind up The piper must be paid The party's over The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take
friend